Welcome to HXGN Radio. My name is Brian. Thank you for joining us today. And we're going to be talking about what's new in the platform suite with the release of Power Portfolio 2018. I'm joined by Marek Brilski, Product Line Director for WebGIS Products. Markus Holler, Product Line Director for GeoMedia Smart Client. And Vince Smith, welcome back. Product Line Director for Mobile Products. Thank you all for joining. Good to be Thank here. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, Marek, let's start with you. Tell us, uh, well, so first of all, there were a lot of updates for WebGIS products with the 2018 release. Any specific ones you can highlight for us? Yes, sure. Um, I'd like to mention a few that are important from my perspective. The first thing is we have spent a lot of time working on some improvements uh, on the way how we handle vector data in the browser. On geospatial portal side, we've done significant performance improvements on SVG uh, files handling. So any vectors coming, we can display more vector features now in the browser and much faster. It's about 40% performance gain on geospatial portal side. In the consumer portal layout, we actually introduced vector data with the highlight and tooltips, you know, all the, I would say, classical things of doing vector in the browser. All of that is uh, introduced to consumer portal. The way to do it in the browser is vector tiles. That is the same technology that is used in Map Enterprise and our other products. And it was originally developed by people on Marcus's team in, in Vienna. Happy to, to have that great technology in our product. In addition to this, we have done things like how we display feature properties, which is called Get Feature Info. We've done some uh, scale bands definition so that you just display these feature classes when it makes sense. If you zoom out, some feature classes might disappear. So all that kind of things about vector handling in the browser. Long story short, performance improvements in geospatial portal and a lot of new vector features on the consumer portal layout. And then the other thing that I would like to mention is the way we publish data to the web. It starts in GeoMedia Desktop. There is a tool called GeoMedia Web Map Publisher. And from there, it goes to the web. In the previous releases, we used to have it with two steps. One was done on the desktop side and the other part was done on the browser side. We have extended this uh, workflow in a way that people can do all of it on the desktop side. So whenever they run the tool in GeoMedia Desktop and they publish to the web, everything is created automatically. A complete website for those who know the details, important information, label configuration uh, is also done automatically. This is called a LRF files. Uh, we had to define it again on the website, but now it's all done from desktop. It's just a couple of clicks, one form and a complete website is created for the user. So those are the, the highlights from my side. Excellent. Marcus, let's talk about GeoMedia Smart Clients. Tell us a little bit about the integration with the Windows 10 geolocation API. Okay, um, we are getting more and more requests from the field um, where people are asking to have an integration with the GPS device. Um, the main reason behind of that is people are going out with their Windows tablets and just capturing information on the on the field. So they want to get the best accuracy they can get um, from this kind of devices. And this is the foundation to do more data capturing if it comes to attribute information and so on. But upside, uh, aside of that, um, we have also invested a lot um, in our OGC um, 
uh, support in the product, which means we do now have a full support of the WMS, WFS in the latest version inside of Jimmy's Smart Client. And last but not least, most of the work was done in the background. So we once again uh, invested a lot of time and money in um, providing better stability of the product, uh, gaining more and more performance on it. So I think people will really go into love our product and the new version of it. Good, good. Very efficient and applicable, which is great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, Vince, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about the quicker and easier offline workflows for mobile products. Sure, Brian. Um, with the 2018 release, we did spend a good bit of time on our, on our disconnected workflows. Um, seems like everybody wants to be able to work in areas where there's little or no connectivity. A couple things that we've done with uh, Mobile MapWorks Essentials and with Mobile MapWorks Advantage, they both can work offline now. Anything you can do online can be done offline as well. So that includes um, things like uh, uploading uh, vector data, raster data, uh, pictures, videos, PDF files, signature data types, they can all be done uh, now offline and upload those. The workflow is improved by the addition of a synchronization service, and that allows um, our customers to actually get their data a little bit easier than in the past. Uh, in the past, it was a little more of a convoluted workflow to have to move data around, but uh, with a with a sync service, um, you can uh, initiate mobile MapWorks, uh, either Essentials or Advantage, and get the data from the server and get it uh, installed directly on the device where it's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> you can also um, uh, implement uh, the disconnected workflows in lots of different ways and how you want to handle the data. And all the data is being managed uh, around the geo package. Geo package is the OGC specification for uh, offline geospatial data storage. And um, you, can, you can actually put uh, either your vector data or your raster data in the same geo package, or you can separate them out. Uh, reasons you might want to do that is some of the data may be read-write, some data may be read-only. Uh, you can implement certain policies so that uh, certain downloads of information can come. If the data is read-write, you may want to implement uh, a policy that downloads it, say, every couple of hours. If the data is read-only, whether or not it's vector or raster, you may just download it one time and never download it again. So that makes it a little bit easier, makes it nice for our customers to be able to uh, handle the data uh, downloads whichever way they want. The nice thing about that we did um, toward the end of the 2018 release was in and around one of our customers. Uh, we did have a customer that came to us, wanted to implement some offline workflows with Mobile MapWorks, also a GeoMedia desktop customer, and it's a large military customer, but he wanted to be able to send some interns out in the field and do some inspections on some of the data he's got in his enterprise database. So I had uh, the luxury of uh, having two different teams and put those two teams together, so to speak, so that uh, they made this workflow a little bit easier. So now, uh, with the 2018 release of both the GeoMedia desktop and with the mobile, mobile uh, product line for 2018, uh, we have a workflow that integrates the two sets of, of products. Uh, people who have GeoMedia, want to uh, implement mobile workflows, can uh, use a GeoPackage data server in GeoMedia, write data out to a GeoPackage, move that onto a, a tablet, uh, iOS or Android or Windows tablet, perform some uh, mobile workflows, and then get that data back into the GeoMedia through the enterprise database through GeoMedia through that data server. So that's uh, kind of a nice implementation we were able to achieve for 2018. Yeah, absolutely. How do the mobile products integrate with Hexagon Smart Maps? Um, that would be our mobile alert product. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, honestly, I probably ought to pass that baton over to my colleague here in front of me, uh, Mark Brilski. Okay. Because um, Mark uh, basically took that initiative onto himself. Um, I'll, I'll try to do a little bit of justice, but I'll, I'll allow Mark to speak to it as well as he wants. Um, but what we've done is um, right now with the mobile alert um, subscription, all you need to do is go to the Smart Map Marketplace and um, buy the product, uh, the mobile configurator, mobile alert configurator, pay the subscription, and you're, you're off and running. That configurator will allow you to set up mobile alert any way you want. Uh, you can define the area of interest. You can define your categories. 
<clears throat> and um, all the icons, the email notifications that you want, uh, everything you need to set up a mobile alert description is uh, in a smart map application called Mobile Configurator. Um, you can use that to redefine the data as well. So if you need to change the email addresses or update your categories or change out an icon, um, that's pretty easy to do with the Configurator app. Nice thing is, um, as soon as you make that update, um, everything installs and updates automatically, um, just uh, you know, out of the blue almost. Uh, Mobile Alert is, uh, is an app that uh, can kind of morphs itself. So as soon as you make the update, um, restart the app, all the changes that you made in the Mobile Alert configurator are right there in front of you. So it's kind of cool. The other is the, um, the- Mobile Alert Viewer. The Incident Viewer, right? Uh, you wanna speak to that? Go ahead, Mark. Yep, it's, uh, there are two smart maps, Mobile Alert Configurator. That's the one that you used to define it. And then the other one is Mobile Alert Viewer. Mobile Alert Viewer is kind of dashboard uh, with the map and uh, business intelligence widgets, all interactive, dynamic, uh, and live feed from Mobile Alert backend from the cloud. You can see all of these uh, incidents in the map. You can hover your mouse, see a tooltip with the photo included in that tooltip. And you can, by using these uh, business intelligence widgets, uh, you can slice and dice the information, looking for patterns like when people report certain types of incidents, where does it happen more often, you know, all those kind of things. You get bar charts you can export to a report if you want as well. Yep. Uh, that is also a way to manage status. Mm, you're receiving a new incident coming uh, into the database. And then uh, as you work on it, you can change the status received in progress, closed. Closed means somebody already took care of it. And then you pull reports in form of CSV files for a further processing outside if needed. Great wow. stuff. Great stuff. I yeah. definitely recommend it. Good, good. The, the bottom line is for 2018 release of Mobile Alert, um, anybody that has a subscription can update the information themselves, see all the changes immediately. Um, you know, there's no need for us to get involved in anything that goes on as far as configuring the application themselves. So, so that they make all the changes and handle it themselves before they had to come to us to make some of the changes. So now they're, they're completely on their own. I think we should mention, you know, one other thing, which is um, it's one of our answers to what is called e-participation, part of a smart city initiative. E-participation means that you are in touch with the citizens uh, in your city or actually it could be uh, somewhere else, doesn't need to be really in the city. Um, and uh, these categories that are defined, it could be anything. Uh, we've got examples of uh, people collecting information about dangerous places on a horse trail or reporting a uh, toxic plant called giant hogweed and its locations to local government because they are obliged to remove it. So um, photo contests in the city, plus typical things like reporting uh, potholes, wrong traffic signs. It's everything that involves this um, e-participation, people report something to local government can be uh, defined that way. It's a very versatile app. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, anybody can define a set of categories that they want for whatever types of incidents or things they want to report on. That's great. And also efficient too, to get things done. Cause you know, you, you hear people are always talking about, you know, here's what I'm seeing and whether it actually gets noticed or done, or if there's some kind of a complicated process. So that's great. All right. Well, of course, for more information on that too, please do go to hexagongeospatial.com. 
You can learn all about this. And uh, like you said, grab it. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you. Really appreciate your time today. Mm, thank, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. And of course, to listen to additional episodes and to continue to learn more about HXGN Radio, go over to hxgnspotlight.com. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you.